Good afternoon, Metro Augusta. This is Janice Allen Jackson, welcoming you to the March 31st edition of Local Matters, a show designed to make you a more confident voter and a more engaged citizen. Today's show is brought to you by the Security Federal Bank. Uh, they are here in the Augusta area, as well as the Columbia, South Carolina area to serve you with 17 locations between Augusta and Columbia. If you are in need of banking services, and that would include the Federal Paycheck Protection Program, that would include financial counseling, mortgages, car loans, et cetera, please reach out to my friends at Security Federal. You can contact them at their toll-free number, one 866-851-3000, or you can go into any of those 17 branches in order to get assistance. Today's show is also brought to you by Janice Allen Jackson and Associates. That is my consulting firm. And if you want to learn more about the services that I provide, please go to my website at janiceallenjackson.weebly.com. You will also find there all of the episodes uh, that I have done uh, since March of last year uh, that would be listed on the Local Matters tab of my website. Again, JaniceAllenJackson.Weebly.com or just Google Janice Allen Jackson Associates. They will be there. Today, I have another very special guest, and she is Mrs. Tracy George. Uh, Tracy is here today in multiple capacities. One of those is as the area coordinator for the Coalition for the People's Agenda. She's been in that role in our area for a while. Uh, one of the other roles that she's here in is that she is a recent recipient, and that is recent as of this weekend, of the Sister Star Award from a national organization. Uh, that organization is the Women of Power. She received the award at the Virtual National Summit. This was the 10th annual Black Women's Roundtable. She's the 2021 recipient of that award and we're so proud that someone in our community has been so recognized. The third capacity that Tracy is with us uh, is as my little sister, uh, we are members of the Good Shepherd Baptist Church, and we'll talk some about the historical significance of that church too. Um, but Tracy, before I go on and on and on introducing you, please say hello to our listeners. I would like to say hello to everyone and just give greetings uh, on behalf of the People's Agenda and your local Augusta, Georgia hometown girl, Augusta. Tracy George. I was born and raised right here amongst you all. I went to school here until I went off to college and this is home and I'm back home now two years. And now I also wanna just say thank you to my big sister, Miss Janice. I didn't know you were gonna tell them that we're sisters. Of course, of course I would. <laughs> I wanna thank you so much. Oh man, it's such an honor that you even consider me as one of your sisters. That is amazing as you, you hold a, a high esteem in my view before we even be, you know started developing our own relationship. Our families have been friends for many before I was born years. Yes. And then 
before I was born too, as a matter of fact, just so people know, uh, when the Savannah River plant opened, now it's Savannah River site, back then it was SRP, Savannah River plant. My father was one of the first employees out there. And one of the other early employees out there was Mr. Willie Acre. Willie Acre, yes, my grandfather. And that is Tracy's grandfather. So my father and Trace's grandfather uh, were working together during a period of very, very high segregation at the Savannah River plant. And in fact, uh, they uh, both unfortunately now are deceased, but they both had some stories to tell about what it was <laughs> like uh, being out there at that time. Uh, one of the things that my father used to say was that every day he would show up and think, you know, I'm the lowest paid person out here and I don't like it. And from there, he was able to work his way up, but it was a tough struggle uh, to get there in that environment. So uh, yes, our families have been tied together for over half a century, <laughs> yes. over half a century. All right, Tracy, you told us a little bit about yourself um, in terms of being a native of Augusta. I mentioned the Good Shepherd Baptist Church. Mm -hmm. Uh, what people don't know, I think most, many of our listeners know, for those who don't, Good Shepherd was founded in 1940 by a Black female Baptist pastor. First which, ordained in Georgia. Which some people thought was a sacrilege, I'm sure, mm -hmm. that there was a woman who was pastor of a church and ordained as a Baptist minister. And she and your grandmother had a very close relationship. Can you talk a little bit about how little Tracy Murray fit into that? Way too funny. Yes. Uh, another, I, I guess she's really a shero for our area and the mother of our first Black mayor, Ed McIntyre, right? So, yes. Yes. Yeah, so um, in our church culture now is very, you know, okay, yeah, we know about armor bearer and someone serving the pastor, right? My grandmother, Gladys Acre, was the driver for Sister Reverend S.E. Mae McIntyre. So when she had to go out on her speaking, preaching engagements, it was my grandmother who drove her around. Uh, my mom, being a single mother, relied on my grandmother to take care of me often. So guess who's in the back seat while they're running around Georgia, getting in that good trouble before John Lewis even coined it, good trouble, you know, that was me back there. And that's why I call myself, I was a kitty activist before I even knew what the term activist meant. Um, and I, I love uh, Reverend McIntyre, oh, I just loved her to pieces. Uh, and listening to she and my grandmother as they shared stories back and forth while I'm sitting in the back seat, I remember, Finally, once um, they actually came and got me out of school one time so we could take take off on an adventure. And I'm thinking, uh oh, where are we going? <laughs> and it was just so much fun to watch. I'll call them the dynamic duo. It's often if you you saw one, you saw the other. Um, and it was just it was just so much fun being in in their shadow and overhearing how they would strategize and and pay homage to those that they were working with. And also they griped and complained because it was hard, just like you spoke about um, your father, my grandfather and that segregated period. And I alluded to Reverend Essie Mae McIntyre. She was the first black ordained minister here in Georgia. 
So could you imagine a lady minister out there trying to, you know, share the gospel as Christians now, as we try and share that gospel, those seeds, they land and you're like, oh, what type of soil that I just told into? And here she is out there doing that. And then to start a church. Oh my gosh. Phenomenal. Phenomenal they were. Absolutely phenomenal. Uh, I think you're also a graduate of A.R. Johnson. Mm-hmm. Do I, have that I, right? I okay. went to two schools here. A.R. Uh-huh. Johnson High and C.T. Walker. Those are my two schools. And if anybody wants to say I'm a nerd, I have to get you. <laughs> All right. Um, and as you just move out, I know you've been involved in politics before you moved back to Augusta. Mm-hmm. You said you were a baby activist and then mm-hmm. um, you moved away, got involved in some political activities out of town and then came back here. Uh, one of my favorite Tracy stories is about your son and the t-shirt that you had made for him. Tell, tell our listeners about so, that. So I call myself a baby activist, but my son is really and truly a baby activist. So what happens is, and this that term activist, it really means that you're a people servant. You know, Essie Mae McIntyre, they didn't call her activist back then. You know, she was a people servant. She was about the people. Uh, so in 2016, uh, we're sitting around the family table and gathering our thoughts and making and setting our yearly goals. And my little boy goes, I think I want to be president or Batman. So being me being the super mom I am, I'm like, hey, I can go to the store and grab you a Batman. But for this presidential role, you're currently about two or three years old. Your first year running would be 2048. We have a ways to get there. I need to start now. So I searched immediately. We were living in Alaska for their first uh, action item. And that would be their caucus. I showed up at their caucus and in, ended up being not only a state delegate for Alaska, but also a national delegate for Alaska, which was so much amazing, fun, eye-opening, and taking on that leadership role out there. Uh, and in helping to raise funds, a friend, I told them the story of why I was doing what I was doing. I was like, I'm not doing this for me. I'm not running for anything yet to be a presidential mom one day. Uh, and they was like, oh, this is cool. He has also the perfect name. And it was by happenstance. Our last name is George. His first name is Noble. So everybody was like, Noble George Washington. And I'm like, you all are just too crazy. Run with it. And that's how we raised the funds. Uh, for me to do what I needed to do politically. All right, very good. And now fast forward, fast uh, forward. join the People's Agenda. Tell us a little bit about that organization. So um, as we all know, we just came off yet another presidential round, 2020. And it's, it's actually sort of cool. You don't get to be a national delegate really and truly twice. I was a national delegate again, but this time for my home state of Georgia. And I mean, that's just an honor of distinction that it blows even my mind to think that these things have happened. And because of the fast paced election season that we had, it's just sort of kind of like, did that even happen? You know, we have a new president now. I was his national delegate. I mean, I was even a state delegate for Georgia. Uh, And then all wrapped up in that, you know, I... I caught the eye of some pretty amazing people here in Georgia. And one of my mentor sheroes, again, Miss Helen Butler called me up. And you know, once you get a call from like the Helen Butlers and, and the Stacey Abrams, you're like, 
They know my name. Oh, oh my God, they know my phone number. Oh my gosh, you know, it's such an honor. And she said, I need you to work with me. And I was like, okay, so what's your organization, ma'am? What do you do? And once she told me that the People's Agenda is a civic rights organization, just wanting to um, educate the, the concerned electorate. We want to go out there and make sure that people are armed with information uh, where it be from how to vote, how the governance comes about, um, how to hold our elected officials accountable. It's like, yeah, I can do that. That's easy. That's way too easy. And additional services that we do, you know, registration and mobilizing the voter. That's that. Those are easy things that we need to do. Those are the civic duty things. Right. And speaking of civic duty, March 16th, we had an election in Richmond County. It was for SPLOST 8, and there are 139,000 registered voters in Richmond County. Mm -hmm. This election, only 8,300 of that 139,000 came out to vote. Turnout of a tad bit under 6%. Uh, so 71% or 5,948 people essentially made a decision for 200,000 people. And we put that up against the backdrop of everything that has happened in Atlanta over the last few weeks uh, with several pieces of legislation and uh, what many perceive to be suppression of voter rights, you know, those things don't feel good to me as, as a citizen, I'll have to say that. So for you as someone who has been active in political activities for most of your life and now doing what you do on behalf of the people's agenda in terms of getting people energized about participating in the civic process, mm -hmm. what can you possibly, what do you think? When you saw those numbers, what did you think? So as an activist, I'm no ways tired. And I spoke to someone earlier that I am at a level of Franny Lou Hamer tired. I'm exhausted. I'm tired of being tired of what we're being treated. Yet we have to stop, as another hero says, Stacey Abrams, we gotta stop participating in our own oppression. That March 16th vote was just ludicrous. Only 6% of the people showed up to make the decision. I don't have $1 million. How dare, I would not let someone decide what they're gonna do with my $10, let alone 250 million. It, you have to understand that the vote is your voice. And then every time that you turn over and say, no, nah, I'm not going to vote, you're allowing someone else to speak up for you. And then you're praying that they speak on your behalf and that they voice your concern and your opinion. And it's just not right. Everybody has a voice. You need to really, you got to speak out. You got to share. Otherwise, you are going to get steamrolled. You're going to allow what we just saw happen with this past signing of that bill. I get very emotional about it. You're going to allow that, to, that type of thing to happen because they're going to say, well, look, they don't care. They don't come out to vote. So we can do what we want to do. And no, 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 no. You're not any longer. As an activist, I know that that is not what democracy looks like. 
Democracy looks like when everybody comes together and voice their opinion. If you have only 6% of the people showing out, then you only have six, literally 6%, 6%. And, and I know you've asked some questions about, you know, what's the reason, why didn't more people come to the polls and what sorts of things are you hearing when you ask those questions? It was a lack of education. People were like, oh, we didn't even know we had an election. I'm like, really? No, that doesn't fly. You have to stay ready. We told you after the general election that we were gonna have the runoff and we say, hey, stay tuned. There's a special election coming. You have to stay ready. You have to stay engaged. You have to, again, hold your elected officials accountable. And the way that you do that is you're on that uh, Board of Elections website and you're, you're noticing, okay, they're changing polling locations on me. That's a form of voter suppression, by the way. They are closing this one. Well, how am I going to get to the closest one? Um, they open up these early polling locations. Another thing that happened, and a lot of people didn't go on March 16th, is they opened the early polling locations. And here in Augusta, we know ours is Henry Brigham. So everybody shows up at Henry Brigham. The weather was sort of kind of iffy on March 16th. So people get there and they're like, well, this is where I come. I early vote all the time. And they're like, well, no, now you have to go across town. People are not going to do that. But they, that's a part of the voter remaining engaged and educated in the process to understand that, okay, this is a day of vote situation. I need to find my precinct polling place and show up there versus my early voting place. Another thing that we've heard in there that, well, oh, it was just a special splash. A lot of people didn't even know what splash meant and what it was for and what it's going to do. And this one had eight projects that were to be funded. But it's again for the voter to go out there and remain and engage to say, okay, this is what this splash is really for. Um, you brought out a point on there, I think. You you chimed in that uh, that we don't get enough info and don't recognize the significance of local issues. And I think that one right there of recognizing the significance of local issues. I had someone, and even myself, and I and I'm I'm with I'm with my local citizens. And recognizing the significance of local issues. I've been gone from home longer, right? So my focus has not always been, let's take care of home first. And it's now time for us to recognize the significance of home. I hear a lot of people say that they're disgusted with Augusta. They don't like living here. Well, you gotta, you gotta step up and wanna make a change. You be the change that you wanna see. Start being positive, start sharing the word, start, start having positive events. I'll show up, be like me. <laughs> you know, that is um, one of the things that I think people fail to recognize. The last point is everybody was so focused on, yeah, we got to get Trump out of here. Uh, so everybody rushed to the polls on November 3rd. Mm -hmm. um, and the turnout that day, I think, it was about 65%, which some people thought was low, but they didn't know what low was until we got to uh, March 16th and saw this 6%. But the focus is, yeah, we, we got to do what we got to do. I'm tired of Trump, you know, got to get him out. But on the other hand, a lot of the things that have more influence over your day-to-day -day quality of life, you know, whether your rec center has been renovated 
or the uh, potholes have been patched are decisions that happen at the local level. Yep. So there's got to be a shift in uh, a understanding and be a real focus on those basic quality of life issues. And, but I don't think it's going to be until they really understand that, that they realize, Hey, I really do need to show up for this mm -hmm, one mm -hmm. issue special election. Yes. Yes. Uh, what also brought my eye, I, I get hammered and I have, I love to have the argument that all politics is local type situation. I'm like, eh, it is, it really is. And what brought it even more is in that special election. Um, then uh, what was it for the, um, what did Daniel Blackman run for? I do apologize. Public Service Commission. Public Service Commission, right? Um, against Bubba McDonald. Mm -hmm. Daniel Blackman, Bubba McDonald. That really and truly is a statewide local mm -hmm. issue. We didn't even know that office existed until we're like, who are you? What are you running for? And then he lost. And it's like, oh, man. Yeah, and, and that's the one that and that was really important to internet service as all these people now have to try to educate kids from home because of the pandemic. Uh, they make decisions about utility rates and things that again, affect your pocketbook on a monthly basis. So um, yep. that we really have to pay more attention. In fact, during that time period, I did a couple shows on, you know, what the heck is the Georgia Public Service Commission? Because people just didn't know it existed. And that's one of the ones, I think there's only been one African-American to serve mm -hmm. on that board. And that was in the early 2000s. Yeah. yeah. So, and most of the representatives are from smaller towns. There's mm -hmm. somebody from Atlanta. I think the rest of the rep representatives are from very small places. So you begin to wonder, hey, are they really representing my interests with what they do there? But we don't have any influence over it unless, A, we understand what that is and what they're supposed to do for us and then mm -hmm. get out and vote. Yes, again, um, remaining engaged and remaining aware of what is coming up on the ballot. Yeah, And then also what is crucial, I am searching for candidates. If you are trying to run for office, please let me know. Oh, I am, really tell us more about that. I am. I am searching for people. I, I am a people pusher. I told somebody else the other day, I will push you and, and urge you on and support you. And that's what people's agenda, that's what we do. We just supported the Grovetown Commission race, you know? So we push both candidates. We drop literature on behalf of both of them because we are here to support the candidate. So yeah, if you're running for stuff, let us know so that we can ensure that the voter knows about your race and is not just overlooked. Mm -hmm. Right. And I, like one turn things, that vote. I will point out one of the things that increased the turnout for November 3rd and for January 5th mm -hmm. was, I mean, every day I would check my mailbox, I had a box full of mail. Yeah. I had postcard reminders. I had brochures. I had, hey, don't forget election day is coming up, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. request your absentee ballot or uh, uh, early voting begins on such and such date. You know, there were mm -hmm. period frequent reminders of what we needed to do. But unfortunately, when it comes to these local races, like what we just saw, we don't get that type of push. 
It's, I think it's about the funding as well. So we have to search for those funds, whether it be grants or what have you, that we could then go out into community and ensure the electorate knows of what's going on. As uh, the people's agenda, uh, I know you all have e periodic events from time to time. We do. Uh, tell us about some of those initiatives geared to do just what you talked about. So I currently have on staff, uh, there are four of us. Um, every week we have and host the Power Hour on Mondays, 6 p.m. If you would like to join those, um, link in with our Facebook page. And it's just the People's Agenda Augusta area. You can, you know, search for that on Facebook and you can find out how to register for our power hours. We've had some really, really good folks come in and discuss, discuss legislative issues, environmental issues, um, so that we can, again, remain informed. And then you'll see us out in the city just doing different voter registration drives. Um, what is really cool right now, uh, not cool in the essence that is even a need, but people are hungry. They're hungry for information. They're hungry for literal food. So we've been going to the food drives and assisting there and then asking everybody if they're registered to vote. We've also been going to the vaccination centers and asking, hey, are you registered to vote? So you'll see us walking around in the People Agenda shirt, say hi to us. And if you say hi and you need one of these, this is a, um, I don't know if you see it, it's blending in is a, a pocket constitution. We even pass those out so that people know their rights, you know? Uh, so we have those, we can, we can give you different things to educate yourself about this civic process. Okay. All right, Tracy, we've got just a little bit of time left. Uh, is there anything else you wanna share with our audience before we close out this segment? I want everybody to remain encouraged, remain motivated, please go vote. Please, please, please go vote. I received a text message from someone as I'm out and I'm doing things and I do different interviews here and there. And, and I do these things and it's like, I forget about that. I've done it as soon as, oh yeah, I was on television, you know, because I'm putting myself on the line for you, for your voice to be heard. And I received a text message in, hey, I just saw you on the news and I decided to go vote. And it was my first time voting. And some people were like, Tracy, you need to stop being so loud and so vocal and doing what you're doing. But that one text message inspires me so greatly that I want to reach more and more because I didn't even know that she was watching. I didn't know that it would mean that much for her to then send me back a word of encouragement saying, I saw you out there, I recognize you and I listen. So please go vote. Please, please make sure um, they drop the, uh, the age down um, 18, you can register to vote. So if you know anybody who's having a birthday, please, if they turn 18, get them registered. And also too, with this new voter bill that just came out, if you need IDs, let us know so that we can get you through that process to get the proper identification to get registered to vote. Um, come onto that People's Agenda page and just leave a message, I will get it. Uh, I work, um, with uh, someone who works with me, Gayla Kesey. She's very well known in this community, astute in civic rights issues and been working for the people for a very long time. We're gonna get you that help. And another thing that the People's Agenda, do, we do, um, we, again, we're serving the people. 
uh, right here in Augusta, we have a lot of immigrants. And we're like, wait a minute, are you trying to become a citizen? And they're like, yeah. So I sat with someone the other day and I helped her begin filling out her citizenship. Ah, I got tongue tied. Citizenship paperwork. And that was really cool. I'm like, oh my goodness, yet another voter to add to our population. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. Uh, and we wish you the very best as you work with your team, other organizations in the community uh, to make sure that people uh, get and remain engaged on a civic level. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank, you. thank you for having me. Thank you. Anytime. Please join Local Matters next week. My guest will be Dr. Stephen Goggins. He is director of the East Central Georgia Health District. He will be coming in to talk to us about all things COVID. Uh, we'll discuss infection rates and trends here in the Augusta area. We will also discuss the availability and the efficacy of vaccinations. I know there are many of you who have already been vaccinated. I can tell from my social media feed that uh, many of you are fully vaccinated already, but I also know that many are either hesitant to get vaccinated or you confused about where and how and when and all of that. So we hope to have some really good information for you next week so that you can make an informed choice and do what you feel is necessary to protect your health, uh, given the options that we now have available to us. I close with my favorite Bible verse from 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. This show is designed to contribute to each of those, giving you the power that comes with knowledge, demonstrating love for your local community, and offering you wisdom for decision-making so that you possess a sound mind when it comes to these topics. Please tune in next Wednesday at 1.30 p.m. here on WKZK, 1600 AM, 103.7 FM, and WKZK.net, because local matters.